Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family once again here on Purple Mafia. Today is episode number 34 of the Purple Mafia. Today is Thursday the 6th of August 2009 and once again it is a pleasure to have you with me today as this show has just been fantastic. Uh, The response to this show has been fantastic. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening here on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Well, first and foremost, on thesportstuff.com, there is a button in the upper right-hand corner of the website. It is the right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Click on that. That is how you can sign up for the message boards on this website. It is 100% free and 100% fun. That is how you can vote on our polls, especially for Purple Mafia, but also for other podcasts. You can interact with other members of the show. That is how we operate. Do get on there. There is a poll today where you're going to talk about training camp. We have a lot to get into with training camp today. Going to try to keep the show as informative and without making it too long. So with no further ado, we'll be right back right after this. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on thesportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. Sportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you'd better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 34. A reminder for iPod users, well, you noticed I put both commercials in the break. It was a longer break, so I just put them both in at the beginning, 
because we are going to strictly go right into training camp right here, right now. We're going to go position-by-position basis today, and at the end we are going to have a poll. First and foremost, though, you can call into the phone lines here on the sportsstuff.com so you can interact with me again, so you can actually be it on air. Uh, the lines are 209-736-7TSS, 209-736-7TSS. So really, it is 7877, the last four digits. So 209-736-7877 is the phone line. Use it as a voicemail. So basically, when you call, say you're calling for Purple Mafia, make your question, your comment, or your opinion. Keep it under two minutes, I'd say. One minute, probably preferably, but under two minutes. And uh, you will get on air on Purple Mafia. So there you go. That's how you can basically talk to me until maybe someday you could be a guest. Holy crap, Batman! But we'll get into that idea later on. Alrighty. Well, folks, Brett Favre is not going to be the quarterback of this team, and hopefully that's the last time I'll even say that name on this show, unless I'm talking about NFL history or something like that. Well, there are three quarterbacks on the roster at this point in time, and it's pretty safe to say there's going to be three quarterbacks on the roster when the regular season starts, and it will be the same players. Uh, my preference is goes in this order, Rosenfels, Jackson, and Booty. So, to me, I want Sage Rosenfels to be the starting quarterback of this team, if if only for a change. If only for a change, because I don't trust Tavares Jackson at this point in time. Um, his numbers are a bit deceiving, as I said in episode number 33. The Arizona game absolutely <laughs> bloated his stats. I mean, they were unbelievable. We saw too many mistakes last year, and of course in 2007, well, holy moly was he rough. Whew, it was a pretty rough go in 2007 for Tavares Jackson. Uh, there are fans out there that I think that are absolutely uh, delusional that think Tavares Jackson is a great quarterback. I can't believe how many fans out there continue to say that he's going to have a breakout year. Um if you think he's going to have a great, uh, excuse me, a breakout year, that's your opinion. I don't agree with you. I don't agree. I don't see why anybody's saying that. Uh, is he better than Sage Rosenfels? Well, he might be, and if he is, that really sucks because it just shows how bad Sage Rosenfels is, and that we're just right back to square one. We got another weak backup quarterback in Sage Rosenfels to go with Tavares Jackson, just like back in '07. Like as I was saying, there nobody was going to beat out Tavares Jackson in '07. I mean, Kelly Holcomb? <laughs> Give me a break. Ain't going to happen. Um, Brooks Bollinger? Oh, my God. That guy can barely quack, uh, crack a roster in the league. Kelly Holcomb's done. He's done. He can't play. Done. Um, John David Booty, of course. Well, they say he looks fairly sharp, but, you know, it's it's hard to say. It's just training camp. It's not really real football. And, of course, last year in the preseason when he started to improve a bit later on, you know, you're going against third and fourth string guys. It's pretty sloppy football in that third and fourth quarter in a preseason game, especially when it's the third or fourth preseason. Well, the fourth preseason game is actually it's some pretty sloppy football, man. Um, so, yeah, Sage Rosenfels, the thing, thing on him right now is, or the knock on him right now is he's not picking up the offense super quick. I mean, he's picking it up enough, you know, basically. But Tavares Jackson already has been in the know. He doesn't really need to think. He kind of knows what's going on already. That's where Tavares Jackson has the upper hand on Sage Rosenfels at this point in time, along with athleticism and the throwing arm. 
So, oh boy, Tavares Jackson just might end up being the starting quarterback again. But, (laughs) one quick thing, though, to mention, Tavares Jackson got hurt earlier this week when he uh, had a mild sprain of his MCL when he tripped on Latroy Guyon. What? Yeah, absolutely. Just... What a boob. One of those things, I guess it's just Tavares Jackson being Tavares Jackson, right? One way or the other. But luckily, he's okay, and he's already practicing. Already practicing. It was just a grade one sprain of his MCL. He's right back out and playing again. So that's the good part. Other than that, well, that's all she wrote at this point in time. Uh, the quarterback position is still very much up in the air, and we're just going to have to get on to the preseason football to start seeing some performances against opponents. Wide receiver, before I get too long in the quarterback position, there are 11 wide receivers on the current training camp roster, and uh, there were there were 12. Andre Allison is gone. Andre Allison, who was in the hot seat already, who was in the red, is uh, my little uh, sheet that I created here before this show today for every position. Andre Allison was already in the red. He is gone. He is gone. He has been scooped up by the uh, New York Jets, however, so we'll just have to wait and see how things go there. Uh, the report that Andre Ellison was going to get cut was found uh, by uh, his his agent, Rosenhaus's uh, Twitter, or Rosenbaum, excuse me, Rosenbaum's Twitter, said that Andre Ellison will be cut by 5 p.m. today if he's not traded. Well, that means he's not going to get traded because everybody knows he's going to get cut, and it's not like you need to really give up anything to get Andre Ellison. I mean... If you don't get him, you don't get him. Who cares, right? It's just one of those deals. You don't need to give up prospects or draft picks or anything for Andre Allison. You just don't. All right, enough of him. I don't know why they gave him number 84, by the way. That was just insulting. Uh, sheesh. Bernard Berrien. Bernard Berrien looked on as the number one receiver once again. Had a solid year last year. Dropped a lot of passes, of course. But at times was spectacular when teamed up with Gus Farratt and that nice throwing arm. Not quite as uh, not quite the same with Tavares Jackson, so that might be another thing to look at with that. But, of course, Bernard Berrien's job not in jeopardy. Percy Harvin, well, they finally got him signed. That's the good news. Terrific. He's about two days late, but he looks all right out there. He's going to have to pick up the offense as soon as possible. Uh, Sidney Rice has put on a ton of muscle, so that's the third wide receiver right there. Sidney Rice has put on a ton of muscle. That's the good news there. Um, shouldn't have any problem making the team at this point in time unless something crazy happens. Sidney Rice uh, has a chance to be a third receiver on this team yet. He just might third or fourth receiver, Bobby Wade, the other guy. Some people say he's in the red. I say no because he's a very good receiver. He's a very good slot receiver who can catch the ball, especially in a third down situation when you just absolutely need a catch. Bobby Wade still is that guy until Percy Harvin officially earns the rights to be the guy to to make those catches, those big catches when it matters most. Uh, Percy Harvin can play so many different <laughs> roles on this team, including even, even a little bit of running back, screen passing, and all that good stuff. But uh, the slot receiver, because of his good hands, is definitely an option with Percy Harvin. But that's still yet to be seen in the National Football League. Now to the intriguing guy, the fifth receiver, who I think will make the team, folks. I think he's going to make the team, Jamar Johnson. Seventh-round pick last year. Jamar Johnson is looking pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. He has made some explosive plays down the stretch, catching deep passes for touchdowns. And uh, he's been 
very impressive. A lot of people think he's absolutely going to make the team, and he can also be a special teams guy. Darius Raynaud is in the red. He is also looked on as a special teams guy, whereas Johnson actually might actually get into regular gameplay. But, yeah, Raynaud looked on as a special teams guy. Could be a threat, but also could be on his way out. Glenn Holt was specifically brought in for special teams. He accumulated over 1,000 yards returning kicks for the Cincinnati Bengals last year, but now he could be in big trouble because of Percy Harvin's presence. Nick Moore, Vinny Peretta, and Bobby Williams are pretty much non-factors, unlikely to make the team. Um, I can't really say much about them because I don't really know enough, and uh, it's unlikely they're going to make the roster on this team. So now we're going to shift to running back. Adrian Peterson and Chester Taylor, there are six running backs on the current training camp roster. Adrian Peterson and Chester Taylor looked on as the number one one-two punch in the NFL, followed by probably Carolina. So uh, it's just a uh, outstanding one-two punch at the running back position for the Minnesota Vikings. But you always need that third running back. Last year, was it Skip Hicks? No, he just didn't get it done. Well, it might end up being Albert Young, the guy who last season uh, was an intriguing running back from Iowa last season. He made the practice squad, at least. He was very intriguing in the uh, the preseason, had a little trouble hanging on under the ball at times. But um, that was the one thing that probably kept him from making the NFL roster, not the, the uh, excuse me, the practice squad. Albert Young, I think, takes that step up this year. He is in the black, not the red. I see Albert Young as the third running back. Ian Johnson is still a wild card and a possibility. We'll just have to see. He's, you know, it's he's pretty much competing with Albert Young for that third running back position. Uh, you never know; might make special teams, might not. It's, it's just one of those things. There's there's a lot of card shuffling when it comes to special teams. Certain positions they are able to add extra players. Other positions, it's just not going to happen. Uh, Khalil Bell and Anton's, Anton Smith unlikely to make the team. Who knows? They're just wild cards, but very unlikely to make the team. Typical uh, training camp fill-ins, basically. So now we go to fullback, where you got Nefahu Tahi, Jeff Dugan, and Nehemiah Broughton. Nefahu Tahi most likely to continue to keep that position. He was a uh, he was signed to an offer sheet by the Cincinnati Bengals. The Vikings tried to get other players earlier this in the pre in the uh, much more qualified players for the position who had been to the Pro Bowl. Uh, Navajo Tahi, though, I mean, those players were ended up re-signing or going to other teams, unfortunately, for more money. And Navajo Tahi was matched, and he's right back at the fullback position, along with Jeff Dugan, who has been a veteran on this team. He's already played on this team for six years, and I expect him to remain on the roster again unless Nehemiah Broughton can... Uh, prove otherwise. He has played one or two years in the National Football League already in a very minor role. Off to center, well, it's pretty much a one-man show there with John Sullivan, and then um, it's all about John Sullivan proving that he can be a legitimate starting center in the National Football League. Sixth overall pick, like I said last on last week's show, sixth overall pick, sixth round pick last season. Just like Matt Burke was a sixth-round pick in 98, ended up taking over for the Pro Bowl Jeff Christie. Pro Bowler Jeff Christie. Now John Sullivan will try to take over for the Pro Bowler Matt Burke. Colin Lofer is a long snapper, 
for special teams, so he's not going anywhere. He's done a good job. He's sticking around. The two men competing for those positions are John Cooper and Juan Garcia. Good luck to them, but unlikely to make the team. Off to tight end. These three guys' positions are very much safe. Vasante Shenko, Jim Kleinsesser, and Garrett Mills all likely to make the team unless there's some type of roster shuffling where they need to get rid of one of them. So the good news from this, though, Vasante Shenko absolutely established himself last year, went from a complete bust to a stud. I mean, the guy is a top 10 tight end in the NFL. He went from a guy who couldn't hang on to the football to a guy who couldn't drop the football. Uh, Jim Kleinsasser is a classic blocking tight end, and uh, he's pretty invisible in terms of actually catching the ball, but he is one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. Garrett Mills, always a wild card, very good hands. Injured his ankle last season in training camp. That was quite unfortunate, and uh, didn't really get as much, didn't really get to see the field as much because of that. So now we switch to the offensive tackle position. Bryant McKinney and Phil Loldholt will bookend those positions most likely if if Loldholt can win the the uh, the other position, the right tackle position. He will compete against Ryan Cook. Um, Drew Radovich was a player last year who again looked pretty good in training camp. Was uh, looked like a solid player, but he had an injury issue, unfortunately. Um, I think he makes the team only because you know he is a he showed something last year, and he'll, I think he's still got it in him this season. We're just going to have to wait and see, and the guy competing with him is Chris Clark. So that's how things stand at the offensive tackle position. At the guard position, we go to Steve Hutchinson, Anthony Herrera, Artis Hicks. Those three will absolutely make the roster. Uh, Hutchinson and Herrera will be starting. Hicks will be the depth guy, which he always has been. Nick Urban, a familiar name, but he's in the red, really He's going to be fighting for a spot one way or the other. Brian Daniels, Mike Jones, Andy Camp don't really see them making the team at this point in time. So that's your conclusion for offense. And now we switch to defense, the Williams wall. So now we can do a quick, quick segue. As uh, Hennepin County Judge Gary Larson, and uh, yeah, that name sounds awfully familiar, doesn't it? Purple People Eater. It's the same exact name as Gary Larson. Uh, not the same guy, but it's like you wonder if he was. I mean, don't you? Well, he uh, says that the Minnesota Vikings, Williams Wall, they will not go Ronald Reagan and tear down that wall. As uh, much as I like Ronald Reagan, um, you don't want that to happen to the Williams Wall. But <laughs> um, Gary Larson says that the Minnesota Vikings, excuse me, I cannot talk, that the Williams Wall will be intact for the remainder of the season, of course, that is yet to be seen as any type of legal action can take place at any time. It's just it's not over yet, but we'll have to but we'll see sooner or later. Uh, the other players defensive tackle that I, I see personally making the team are Fred Evans and Latroy Guyon. Fred Evans has been a solid backup and Latroy Guyon, I like him a lot. Fifth round pick last year, very solid player. Um, I really like what I see. Very productive in, in limited time in college. Very productive in his time in the preseason last year. Latroy Guyon, very productive from what I saw. Uh, Jimmy Kennedy is a veteran. Jermaine Johnson, also a solid player, but those two guys are in the red right now. 
They're going to be fighting for that uh, at least one spot or zero spots. They might have to fight with Latroy Guyon for that final spot. But I personally see Guyon making the team. I would be pretty surprised if he didn't, actually, and disappointed. Defensive end, well, Jared Allen and Ray Edwards will be bookending the positions there. Um, looking good. Jared Allen started slow last year and then just exploded and showed what a warrior he is. I mean, the guy went down with a knee injury from Gosser Sherless, went right back in the game and got two sacks. I mean, the guy is an animal. Jared Allen is an absolute animal. absolutely love him. Ray Edwards, well, a lot of us thought he had an opportunity to have 10 sacks last year. Underachieved big time until late in the year. And uh, he was the MVP of the Atlanta Falcons game last season. But uh, <laughs> so what? We lost the game. He was the only guy actually who played well in that game. You could argue <laughs> it was a pretty awful game last year. Uh, yeah, Ray Edwards finally stepped up late in the year, but only four and a half sacks just like the previous year. It's like Lottie freaking die, Ray Edwards. And then you're talking about breaking records at the <laughs> – Breaking all-time sack numbers. Yeah, good luck with that one. Let's see. Let's see you get seven sacks this year, Ray. Come on, seven sacks. You can do it. And now the third guy, who's been a nice depth guy, Brian Robison, having issues again. This last year he had a varicose vein, but uh, did come back and have a solid season. Provides energy. Not nothing. He's nothing spectacular, but he provides energy. And he, you know, I think he's an above-average defensive end, to be honest. At least when he gets to play, you know, he, he, he he's an energy guy. Um, yep, the varicose vein last year. This year looks like he went down with an ankle, unfortunately, a few days ago in training camp. So we're just going to have to wait and see there. That was Monday, I believe. Yes, Monday. Brian Robbins said we'll just have to wait and see where that. He is day-to-day at this point in time. Otis Grigsby, actually a pretty solid player last year um, and, and the year before. Kind of like him a little bit. He's kind of a solid player, Otis Grigsby. Liked what I saw when he got to play uh, sparingly and in the preseason. Jamie Mitchell, he's a guy the Vikings needed last year at times, but uh, unfortunately had injury issues and uh, not sure if he's going to make the team. Martel Burnett and Anton Holmes unlikely to make the team, but they will have a shot at competing for a position at the defensive end spot. That's, of course, out of seven total guys, defensive end. Now we go to linebacker. You talk about depth. There's some serious depth in the linebacker position for the Minnesota Vikings. E.J. Henderson returns. He is the captain and the king of the linebacker position. And this guy, absolutely, I can see having a Pro Bowl season if he has a full recovery from those uh, broken toes last year. Greenway coming back from a really good year last year. Very solid. Almost a Pro Bowl type of season last year. Greenway really emerged nicely in his second full season in the NFL. Third technically, but second actual playing season. Of course, his first year out of the, for the year with an ACL. Ben Lieber, a veteran, very, very solid. Continuing to show what he can do with that position. Absolutely love Ben Lieber. He's not going anywhere. Uh, Heath Farwell returns from a uh, ACL tear in the preseason, as you just hate to see those kind of injuries happen. One of the top special team players in the entire NFL, Heath Farwell, Farwell, one of the best there is, a pro bowler in the special teams. And uh, we hope that his recovery has been full and that he can uh, play to the level he did before. David Heron made the team last season. 
I was a little surprised by it, but he did pretty solid. He was a very strong player last preseason. We'll see if he can do it again. He's in the red. Jasper Brinkley, a draft pick, fifth-round pick. Um, he's going to have to earn the roster spot as well. Aaron Henderson, another guy who played pretty well, uh, may have benefited from Heath Farwell, the injury to Heath Farwell, as he got to play on special teams last year. That, of course, E.J. Henderson's younger brother by about six years. He's absolutely in the red, but, well, you know, he might make the team. He just might. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens with him. Robert Francois and Kenny Onatolu, well, just more wild cards, unlikely to make the roster. But as you say over and over and over again, you never know. And now we go to cornerback. There are nine cornerbacks on the roster currently for the Vikings. Antoine Winfield re-signed to a five-year deal. Spectacular. Cedric Griffin, lots of talk that he is about to just explode. Absolutely about to explode. Um, Charles Gordon, who won the nickelback spot last year, no longer with the team, apparently. And uh, that opens a spot for possibly Benny Sapp or Asher Allen to take over that position. The nickelback position, Benny Sapp and Asher Allen. Benny Sapp is a guy with a lot of energy. I really like Benny Sapp's game an awful lot. I saw him as the favorite to win the nickelback position last year. Um, now I can see Asher Allen winning it as well. It's going to be a really interesting battle there. You also have Marcus McCauley, who's stepped up nicely. You've heard nothing bad about Marcus McCauley. Had a tough year last year, but still, still here and... Uh, yeah, he has definitely taken some steps up. Carl Payma was signed in the off season. He may also be looked on as a uh, possible special teams guy. We're just going to have to wait and see there who makes the roster. Uh, you might see a guy like McCulley or Payma cut. Derek Robertson and Marcus Walker have virtually no chance to make the roster. But, again, you never know. At this point in time, I say virtually no chance, and you might also see McCulley or Payma not on the team. I think Sapp and Allen are slam dunks to, to make it. You, you never know with Sap. I mean, you never know. Sometimes things go awry. Somebody pops up out of nowhere, like Marcus Walker or something, or Payma might explode. I doubt it, but you just never know. It's just the way things are at that position right now. Um, yeah, those two guys, though, I think are going to be vying for the cornerback position. Maybe Marcus McCauley as well. He is a dark horse for that. So now we switch to safeties. Madhu Williams, well, he is the guy now at the safeties position, the overall star of all the safeties now. He's pretty much on his own. It's a good thing he's a strong tackling player, boy. It really is. He's a solid player. He's a better tackler than I thought. Um, he looking, He's looking pretty good early on, and he's going to have to look good. As he is just the flat-out guy now. Tyrell Johnson replaces Darren Sharper. It is all on Tyrell Johnson right now. He's a uh, he had he had some shaky moments. He had some good moments. He was the second round pick last season in 08. Uh still up in the air though with him. Unfortunately, he's penciled as a starter no matter what happens at this point in time unless Hussein Abdullah can prove otherwise. Hussein Abdullah is the third safety. I think he makes the team again. He was kind of a surprise guy last year and very solid. Very solid. Eric Frampton has been a uh, has stuck around for about a year here. He's been okay. 
you know, he's been kind of yeah he he's he's a dark horse to make the team this year, especially with Jamarcus Sanford, seventh round pick. But he, you know, I see him as a more likely chance to make the team than Eric Frampton at this point in time. Cold Anderson, Devin Hall, unlikely to crack the roster at the safety position, but you never know. So now down to kickers. Well, <laughs> the kickers, Ryan Longwell and Chris Cluey, should have no problem winning the job this season. Chris Cluey has actually no competition at the punter. I'm sure they'll bring in somebody, somebody that we've never heard of, to compete with him. Um, remember when Chris Cluey was somebody we never heard of, and he blew up. So with kickers, you absolutely never know. Ryan Longwell is an established super-duper star, though he will definitely not lose his job. He's one of the most clutch, outstanding kickers I've ever seen. I just absolutely love Ryan Longwell. Uh, Taylor Mel... Meh. Melcav or Melhav, excuse me, former Wisconsin Badger, who played la- who played three games last year with New Orleans. He was kind of a fill-in last year when they needed a kicker to fill in because of injury. Um, Taylor Melhav will be competing for the or kicking spot, or at least mainly auditioning for some type of job in the NFL. Is that's basically what it is. Unlikely to make this team, but you never know. And maybe if something goes awry, like an injury. Maybe he'll impress enough to uh, crack the roster later on. So, with that, that's pretty much the end of the uh, the, the training camp top talk. Excuse me, at this point in time, uh, lots of lots of battles out there. Lots of battles. That's pretty much what preseason's about. It's not about the Adrian Petersons and the uh, you know the Brett Favre's, well, Brett Favre's not on the team, but the Adrian Petersons, the Percy Harvins, or the Bernard Berrians. Uh, Harvin a little bit because you finally get to see him play. But uh, it's more about the Benny Saps. It's more about the uh, the Asher Allens, you know, guys like that, the Albert Youngs. You know, you want to see if these guys can make the team, and you never know. Sometimes they carve out one heck of a career. Priest Holmes wasn't exactly a superstar right off the bat. He earned his way through, uh, you know, through hard work, and all of a sudden, boom, he had a couple of super-duper years. Unfortunately, injuries spelled his doom. So, again, that concludes the overall training camp talk for this point in time. We're going to have a game next Friday against the Indianapolis Colts. Should be quite interesting. Hopefully, these players step up to the plate and uh, are able to uh, make these battles very, very interesting and not just somebody make the team because he didn't suck as bad as the other guy. So uh, real quick now, I'm going to get into this poll. Well, actually, before that, before that, before that, I better uh, get this real quick. Chris Porter would like to invite you. He is a member of thesportstuff.com, known as MD Steelers fan. MD Steelers fan, folks. He would like to invite you for fantasy football Um he wants to know if you will sign up for Salary Cap Survival and pick them all on Yahoo. If you have any questions, they can post or PM Chris Porter, who is MD Steelers fan. Okay, so MD Steelers fan. Do look him up on the sportsstuff.com. He's inviting you for fantasy football. There is some, there's some good competition out there for that. So it'd be a very competitive league to join. I do recommend it. All right, and the final thing to get to. In the sportsstuff.com boards, the podcaster section, Purple Mafia, Purple Mafia, which is, of course, this show, the, uh, there is a poll that simply asks, who is the starting or Who would you like to be the Minnesota Vikings starting quarterback? Tavares Jackson, Sage Rosenfels, or John David Booty? Make your vote, and also 
make a comment if you could. That would make things more interesting. All right, that would be much, much appreciated. And finally, again, one more time, we'll remind you there is a phone line, a voicemail on the sportsstuff.com. It is 209 736 7877. It is, again, 209 736 7877. Do give it a call. Say you are calling for Purple Mafia. Um, Make your statement, state your opinion, ask a question, give a shout out, whatever you want. Please do that. That would be very terrific. It would make this show better, and um, you will be on air. You'll be able to hear your lovely voice on air with my lovely voice. So that's pretty much it at this point in time. That will conclude Purple Mafia. And um, thank you always for listening to this. I hope it was enjoyable for you. It certainly as heck was for me. Lots of preparation looking into this (laughs) training camp. There's so many players on this roster right now. It's unbelievable, and that's how it goes every year. It's a little bit crazy, but at the same time, it's fun. I mean, if you don't enjoy this, you don't enjoy football. It's not worth it's not worth it at all. You might as well not even watch it. I mean, you're watching careers get made when you keep up with this type of stuff. I mean, people's careers are created on this point in time. So here we go. Enjoy. Maybe Albert Young will grow, go on to be a productive player in the NFL. That's a guy I'm actually rooting for. I, I have a good feeling about him, actually. A pretty good career. So with no further ado, we're going to call it a day, and uh, we'll be back in about a week or less. Take care. 